This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Oh, such a perfect day. Welcome to the Blue Monday podcast. Seb, I sit here every week, I say we're Ipswich fans, we're not allowed nice things. All the results went for us and the other team missed the penalty. Can we just drink this in this week, please? Maybe just once we're allowed nice things. Yeah, yeah, an, an, an excellent day yesterday. And for once, let's enjoy it. We've said it so many times over the last six, seven years, miserable to our souls. But yeah, hopefully this will be a very, very upbeat one. Do you remember Dave Harry from Bath used to say, I, I don't know what we've all done in a, in a previous existence yeah, to, to deserve this. I know, but I know. A good bless, day yesterday. And bless Harry, he must have been off the show like probably a couple and a half years, bless Harry. And yeah, he's, he's, that still holds true until yesterday. Yeah, stop it. Um, Welcome, everybody, to the Blue Monday podcast. Um, If you're listening on delay, we thank you for joining us. Do come and join us live, though, on YouTube each and every Sunday at 8 p.m. And you can be in the chat to say hello to Lee and Charlie and Ashley and Gary and Neil and Veronica and Chris and Tony and Eric and Stuart. There we go. Um, Welcome, everybody. We're going to get into Bolton Neil. Ipswich 2, we said for many, many weeks, well, I was very curmudgeonly about this, Seb, to be fair. I don't care if we're beating all the bottom teams. That doesn't win you a playoff. Well, away to a playoff team and Ipswich win a big game, Seb. For the first time in how long? How many times have we sat here and said it never happens? Was was Watford in the promotion season? I guess is that probably. the last one? <laughs> probably. probably. Yeah, probably. and before, before that, Charlton, when Man City win the night before, whatever, these things just don't happen to us, do they? We, we don't do this. It's, it's so unnormal for us. But yesterday, hopefully, was the start of a, a change of things and just more evidence that things hopefully are going in the right direction and things might be slightly different this season, hopefully, because we, we never normally turn like that, do we? Let's be honest. Momentum and fine margins, Dave. Can can we can we scoop them all up in a big basket yesterday? I think we did, didn't we? Yesterday, and you know the manager was just came out during the week and saying, you know, and said, and also post match yesterday, and basically said, look, we have been on the wrong side of these fine margin. He didn't mention luck, but these fine margin games, and um, yeah, it's great for once to to see us come out on the um, come out on the right side, and you know, certainly overall, thoroughly deserve it, also. Uh, We're going to get straight into it. We'll get into the Bolton game, guys. Keep your comments coming in. We'll read some as we go. Don't be upset if we don't get to read um, many of them. When we do get to the question segment, though, fill it up and we'll try and do as many of them as possible. If you are watching in real time, do hit the thumbs up button and help us out here on YouTube. Seb, um, we think... We have a strongest 11 now as well. So a lot, a lot of things, um, we talk about Wes Burns as well and rotation. A lot of things are getting ironed out that maybe were, well, maybe we're not overplayed, but we're, we're worried about a little while ago, um, Seb. I'll let you react to that. Let me just read this uh, familiar looking 11. Walton in goal, Clark, Wolfenden, Burgess, Davis, Morsi, Luongo, Burns, Chaplin, Broadhead, First, your thoughts on the team, uh, Seb, and this kind of rotation calming down narrative. Was it always the plan? 
Yeah, I mean, we, we we now clearly have a preferred lineup, don't we? I guess the only thing that was up for debate for this one was that central striking position. Would it be Ladapo, the man who was informed? But he he started the last two, and it's it's very rare, isn't it, in a Kieran McKenna side that the the striker will play three on the bounce. And he tends to like Hurst for the away game, so that one kind of makes sense. Chaplin and Broadhead, if they're fit for me, they have to start every single game between now and the rest of the season. Burns is a big game player. I know there's been some chat recently for Jackson because he's done very well in that role in uh, in a couple of appearances. But Burns always turns up in the big game and we'll, we'll come on to his contribution. And the defence is, you know, imperious at the moment. I know he brought in, you know, Danassian comes back in in, in midweek. But that Clark, Burgess, Wolfenden, uh, Walton and, and, and Davis back five have set a new club record. So, you know, the team at the moment, if everyone's fit, completely picks itself, doesn't it? Dave? Yeah, I think so. As Seb said, I think, you know, the only potential uh, position up for debate was the central striking role. And I think um, uh, Hurst had his best game in a town shirt, probably the last, you know, away game at MK probably. So um, yeah, no great surprise to see him, um, to see him, to see him start yesterday. And obviously, you know, um, Clark, Clark's when Clark was going to come back in, he was rested on, on for Donassian on as great as, as um, Seb said on Tuesday. So yeah, he was always going to come back in. So yeah, certainly for me, the strongest side. Um, huge thank you to Gary in the chat there, 9.99 on the super chat. Really, really kind, Gary. Thank you so much for the support. You can support us just by hitting the thumbs up, but if you want a super chat like um, Gary has just very kindly done, there will be hugely, hugely grateful. So um, thank you so much, Gary, and chuck a comment and we'll read it out if um, you so desire, or you could just be a heroic, silent benefactor there. That is very, <laughs> very kind. Indeed, uh, bench for town. Uh, Harness, Danassian, Ladapo, Jackson, Edwards, Ball, Cladkey. So, Dave, we'd been um, setting Bolton up as a good side, good process-driven football team. Maybe, maybe the most similar to ourselves in the league. That's that's kind of arguable in their approach. That were completely knackered basically through February in the Pizza Cup and lots of away um, yeah. journeys. We'll, yeah. let you, Trips. we'll let you talk about that. Very good defensive numbers, very good home record. They lined up with uh, Trafford in goal. Toll, who's going to be in the Northern Ireland squad, so um, big up him. Santos and Bete. Jones and Bradley, who's very good on loan from Liverpool, uh, down the right. Morley, Dempsey. Uh, Seb has told me, Shatire, um, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it, Man United loanee. Uh, Adebayejo and Dion charles Good side, Dave. What's your thoughts? I think so. Yeah, right through the you know right through the side. I, I really like that Bradley first game of the season. I saw him at at Portman Road. I thought he was very very good then. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, and incredible. Well, I say incredibly. We don't see him week in week out. But you see, saw some sort of tweets from Bolton fans um, basically saying that he's not all that and they should he should be left out. But <laughs> flipping egg on the evidence, certainly on the evidence of what I saw first game of the season. Certainly for most of yesterday, he's, he's an outstanding player isn't he really is um yeah very very good and probably you know the sort of player if we hadn't got Clark in that you'd have <laughs> you'd have you'd hope we'd be looking at potentially next season um yeah and, and experience right the way through Charles well Charles will get on to him in a bit but you know has always scored goals at always scored goals at that level so yeah and I, I, I tend to agree with it probably like for like very similar very similar in style to ourselves and Seb there's this feeling that Sheffield Wednesday are off in a tier on their own and there's not that much between ourselves Plymouth Barnsley Bolton Derby etc would you agree with that yeah, I think I think we all kind of realise now that you know Wednesday are going to win the league. They are relentless. They win again yesterday. It's a one nil victory. You know, they. I, I, I'd be amazed from this position if they end up you know messing up and, and dropping it. And the rest of it is a bit of a shootout. I think for the first half of the season we could say we were comfortably better than the likes of Barnsley, Derby, and Bolton and the chasing pack. But you know, since Christmas they've caught us right up. So we are currently in a in, in a shootout. You know, we've we've hit form at the right time. A couple of the playoff sides have dropped off a little bit. Derby have hit a bit of a dodgy run of form before yesterday uh, and obviously Bolton as, uh, as well. So, yeah, I think first half of the season, we were noticeably better than them. The three sides at the top were, you know, pulling clear quite quite easily. But I think in the last two months, the narrative has to be that we're all kind of a, of a similar level now and, and involved in a shootout for... I, I think the playoffs are set. I think, you know, the four teams who are currently in it is what it's going to be. And it's just a case of who's going to finish where. Mimetti and Ainsworth are out of Wickham, right? Do you yeah, agree? Yeah, yeah. Now yeah, it's going to be a case so. of who's going to finish where. 
Yeah, agreed. Um, bench for Bolton, and they recruited well in January, didn't they? Especially bumping up their striking options. Williams, Jerome, you can still find him, punishing us or attempting to at least. Lee, Edland Dula, who we liked um, at Cheltenham earlier in the season and last season as well. Kachunga, who have come across many times as well. Thomason and Sheehan. Uh, Seb, you were at the game. Why have I gone to that view? Let's not do that. Uh, Seb, that doesn't suit my nose at all, does it? Seb, you were at the game. Just talk to me a little bit about the um, atmosphere and um, the away following and um, tag us through the early exchanges. The away following was in great voice from from minute one. I was a bit disappointed with their crowd, you know, considering they're off to, to to Wembley and it's a big game. I kind of thought they might try and make it hostile and kind of you know have a decent crowd, but there were lots of pockets of empty empty seats, and it wasn't till about halfway through the first half that they had a, a drummer pipe up in the in, in in the home end. But the the away end was in superb voice. We were all in the upper tier. The lower tier wasn't open this time, so the concourse was was nice and busy. The pubs around the ground were nice and busy, and the opening exchanges we were very loud. It was quite a scrappy game. I I thought for the first 10, 15 minutes or so, you know, two very similar style of plays, both playing out from the back and two sides that kind of neither could get a real rhythm into the game. There was there was very much little happened for the first 10 minutes or so. Um, and we, we just kind of, you know, grew into the game a little bit. But the, the, the opening exchanges were two sides, almost like a, a heavyweight boxing match where you try and kind of feel out your opposition a little bit and you struggle to get into any kind of any kind of rhythm. You know, that's, that's how I'd exp- explain it. The conditions didn't help. It was bitterly cold. And then the rain and the snow and the sleet all start falling during that first half. So that didn't help either. But it was a, a pretty even, scrappy, non-eventful game for those first 10 minutes or so. And obviously Bolton have the first chance of the match. And from then we, we grew into it really nicely, I thought. Dave, we've wanted, and we hopefully this is not confirmation bias, but we've wanted Kieran McKenna, who's come from Man United with all these beautiful patterns and great coaching ideals. And then midway through the season, we're all saying, hang on a minute, the Paul Warren and Stephen Schumacher understand the hybrid nature of League One, that you don't necessarily control games with the ball all the time in Mm. League One. Sometimes you play the penalty boxes and you don't make any mistakes, right? And do we feel, from what Seb is saying, in a tight game, the the durability is coming out a little bit more now? Or is that just my confirmation bias? No, I think it is. I think it is. You know, that just comes with continuity, doesn't it? Continuity of the the first 11, really. So, yeah, I think so. And it's very, very interesting that McKenna came out midweek, didn't he? You know, because even during the... um, you know, during during the Accrington game, there was some, and it was, you know, it came out on our Telegram group, didn't it? Some nervousness, let's say, at some people about playing out from the back. And to be fair, McKenna came out midweek and explained in fairly great detail the philosophy about overload, 10 versus 9, etc., beating the press that way. So, um, yeah, that was quite interesting. But no, it's I think that just comes with a settled a settled first 11, Ben, a first choice first 11. And, um as good old Harry from Bath, second mention on the pod tonight. Partnerships, <laughs> on, you know, partnerships developing, you know, within within that eleven. I'm no, going to say, no, you know, most notably in central midfield. Um, I think this one's worth either a what a goal or a lovely goal, Dave. How good is this goal? <laughs> Sorry. Just, and by the way, we came on the pod, and I said to these two guys before, <laughs> guys. Let's not be breaking our arms, slapping ourselves on the back, and it's me, it's me doing it now, isn't it? But brilliant goal to take the lead. Oh, mate, this is, this is all good. It's given away by, but not in a bad position, is it? I mean, they're, they're pressing this. I think it's in better. He gives it away, plays a plays a bit of a no-look, or, you know, tries to play the ball sort of um, left. Um, I don't think he gives it a look, just doesn't strike it. Burns is really alert. I mean, Burns is picking this ball up really in the right Yeah, they're trying role. to overload us. Yeah, I know. Burns, yeah, Burns is picking the ball It's a good-looking good situation oh, no, it is, for them, no, it? Is, yeah. it is where they are. No danger. All right, he's giving the ball away there, but Christ, he hasn't given the ball away 30 yards from his goal. But what it does, Burns gets the first touch and he has just got clear grass to run in and he takes it on, as we know he can. Um, probably gets to about, on an angle, probably 30 yards from goal. Hurst is, I mean, you, you see it, you, you watch it back, and Hurst is just making the run. Hurst just makes a run from deep, straight away, straight line. And what is really good, Burns kind of gets his gets his head up and puts the ball in a really good area. And it's so good from Hurst, because Hurst just gets across George, George, I call him, Santos, gets across Santos. And the finish... <laughs> is, Santos, yes. And yeah, the finish is just sublime, isn't it? Oh. It's an... Um, it's a, uh, well, I describe it a picture goal, isn't it? It really is. The you know from the chip ball, we don't, you know 
Burns, for once, no, no disrespect to Burns, doesn't try. He just gets it completely right. It's just a chip ball in. And the movement, the late movement from Hurst and the skill, that is such a hard skill because he, like, cushions it in on the volley. Uh, it's, a, it's an absolute brilliant, brilliant goal. And uh, Seb, I want to get into Burns here because I think people get into these awful binary positions in football debate, don't they? Of, oh, right, I've made this position. I can't ever change my mind. And, you know, it's like, oh, you know, this is now a big gotcha moment because we've got this great assist. It's, it's not. There was reasonable concern, let's just say, about Burns, about those brilliant high levels he high levels he set. And the guys are saying in the chat as well, I'll put some up in a minute, about turning up this this carry in a in a big game at the right time. Yeah. This is this is brilliant because I've been raising them as well. Shuts me the hell up for for now, doesn't it, on Burns? Yeah, it was excellent. He actually hadn't started that well in the in the first sort of fifteen minutes or so. He wasn't great. There was one one decent chance he had to put a ball across and he just knocked it way over the goal. And mm. yeah, he he wasn't amazing. But that yeah, as soon as he picks the ball up and he's just got a clear run, you know exactly what he's going to do. And he is a big game player. We've discussed it on the on the pre match show before. You know, if you're going into these big games, these tight games, you need your big players to step up. And yet again, he's delivered when it matters. Okay, he's not scored as many goals as he had last season, but I think his assists are probably double what they were last year and let's not forget last year everything had to go down the right hand side didn't it so of course he's going to look amazing because we had no outlet on the left this year it's more varied and that may be why we're noticing a bit of a, a drop off in performance but but yeah like Dave said it's an excellent goal you know he, he, he looks up he's direct he's he's running down the down the wing he puts the perfect ball across the finish is superb oh. and yet again he's, he's delivered when he needs to and, and Hurst proving why you know he's come from a, a Premier League side and you know he's got that, that quality for that kind of finish to hit that across the keeper at that pace when the ball's delivered without touching the ground is, is, is absolutely phenomenal technique, hard, isn't it? Phenomenal technique, hard. and it's it's a, an amazing goal. And that did that that goal didn't flatter us, by the way. You know, we were after about the first. They had the chance where Sonny Bradley gets into the box. Uh, sorry, Connor Bradley gets into the box, and and Walton sticks out a big arm. But after that, we really settled into the game. They were some of their defending was was last ditch, throwing themselves in front of stuff with last ditch blocks from Santos. And we, you know, one nil at halftime by no means flat. You know, we we were excellent. We fully deserved that goal. And I think even the the, the most diehard Bolton fans would agree that you know one nil at halftime was a bit of a let off for them because we really. Settled into that game nicely you know and took the ball to them. I took the game to them. Do you know what, Seb? After that, I'm a bit disappointed we didn't win by four. Stop it! <laughs> <laughs> Stop it! Um, I'm just going to read out some read out some comments quickly on um, Hurst here. Sorry, there we go. Um, Hurst moving all game, superb goal. Epitomised it. Uh, some great alternative angles. Phil from All Stands Burns was rapid. Uh, Hurst was utterly brilliant yesterday. I can see exactly why we chased him mm. reportedly all summer. Hurst, so classy. A number of times Burns has messed mm. up his crosses this season in great positions. Then he does that yesterday. Big game player for sure. There you go, Gary. We, we will read his comment because he's super chat earlier. Five wins in a row, six blue seats. He's called 14 goals since we last conceded. Lovely, lovely Gary, start. They will. Uh, they will, Gary, though. They will, you know. <laughs> goal of the season. They will. Uh, what an unbelievable finish. Um, now, this is uh, this is almost the the more in the more important bit for me when we get into the second half. And um, Dave Kieran McKenna's said it's um, I suppose it's a good lesson, isn't it, about managing emotions because the players didn't think it was a corner in the build up to this penalty, and yeah. then they're playing emotionally. And let's 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 be frank. Unless anyone, I can't imagine anyone in the chat is going to say it wasn't uh, wasn't a penalty. It's absolutely. Absolutely nailed on, isn't it? But it was a bit. What's, what's it was your bit, take on it? It was a bit clumsy. It was a good bit of play, wasn't it? Again, Bradley. Again, um, yeah, Bradley. Again, wasn't it? A good bit in the play in and around the box. And it's kind of a weird one because until I saw it back, you think, oh, the first, it's the, it's has Davis fouled him because he sort of Davis sort of gets in a, it's, it's a bit odd, gets in a sliding tackle and does almost a a one eighty and it sort of spins back, spins back to Bradley in the box and then. It's just a bit. I mean, I, I think Burgess was a game magnificent. Yeah, we'll get on to Burgess in a minute. Fairly magnificent, or pretty much all game. But yeah, it's a clumsy challenge, and yeah, it's a penalty, isn't it? It is really. Yeah, he doesn't. Um, you know, it's a difficult one because he has to make the challenge. But yeah, he's a clever player, Bradley, and um, yeah, he catches him. As I, I thought, it was pretty nailed on. And these are the big moments, Seb, aren't they? Because we can, again, we don't want to be accused of. Um, breaking our arms, slapping ourselves on on the back because we know a free shot from 12 yards at 0.77 XG or whatever it is. If the striker sticks it one and a half metres off the ground and hits it hard, they score, don't they? But still, 
big moment. And Walton was excellent yesterday as well. Um, Charles normally scores his penalties, though, doesn't he? He does, yeah. He's not been informed recently. I think when I was doing the research for the pre-match show, he's got 15 goals for the season, but I think he's only got one in his last six or so. So he wasn't in great form. And what I liked about this penalty was there was a little bit of S-housery from us, which we don't normally do. You know, Walton gets Kicking up the penalty spot. Yeah, Walton's scuffing up the penalty spot and gets a booking. Chaplin standing on the edge of the D, screaming at the ref, the ball's not on the on the spot properly. And all that stuff, as we saw with Chaplin in the Sheffield Wednesday game, all that stuff can get in the in the player's head. And it's a, it's a poor penalty, isn't it? I mean, we're in the other end up high so we've, we're looking right at it. it's a great view for us it's not a great penalty it's pretty poor and you know Walton gets down and pushes it out he doesn't tip it around for a corner it goes back into play so you're kind of still a bit nervous about the the second phase but we managed to manage to escape and yeah that was celebrated as much as the Hurst goal you know and when you when you look back on seasons hopefully if we get where we want to be in May if we you know when you look back at these moments that's going to be a huge moment in the season because they started really strongly in that second half Bolton came out as you would expect because they weren't great in the first half they weren't great all game to be honest with you but they they came out in that second half and really looked to take the game to us and get into us and if that goes in as we know you know that it, it could be a completely different remaining 40 minutes of the match and just like at Cambridge Walton saves us a little bit and whereas there we go on to to equalize here we, we maintain our position on top and you could noticeably see the fans the coaching staff the players all our lot grew a few inches and all their lot shrunk a few inches you know it was a it was a huge huge moment that went our way and we went absolutely crazy when he saved that I think you could tell I think you could tell from his post-match that Everett gave them a hairdryer half time no doubt about yeah. that um, and you're right they just came up really really were at it for probably what 10-15 minutes but made the save and you, you uh, but we've said it before that old cliche you earn the right to play but you do made the save weather the storm get headers get blocks in and, and, and go and play again which we did didn't we it's another good a good kind of trending up narrative I like. You know, we mentioned Burns and we mentioned, you know, McKenna maybe learning the arts of League One that he obviously didn't know a year ago. Dave, September, October time, I had Mike Cooper and Christian Walton neck and neck as, you know, possibly yeah, the top no, I... two keepers in the league. And do you agree it kind of went oh, it... like that and Cooper went really no, he did. I mean, brilliant and um, Walton just dropped, but he's trending you know up nicely ben, now, isn't you he? You know what, Ben, we've spoken in the pub before this run, you know, before this five, four, five game, six game run, you know, not conceding. Um, you know, we said how we thought that psychologically the Charlton game had on the had on the team, I think it had a big psychological effect on Walton more than anyone. He was probably, he definitely was at fault, certainly for two of those goals, certainly the last one, the one where he sort of parried it out. Um, so yeah, I think, and certainly up till then, I agree him and Cooper fairly neck and neck. And then Cooper was just on a different level for anyone else, wasn't he? But no, you're right. He's, um, yeah, he's well, obviously in the last few home games, he really hasn't had that much to do, but he was probably, probably his best game of the season yesterday at the right time, which was superb. And <laughs> fine margins momentum. I'm going to say it again, Seb, what's the player who, can seize the penalty about to do. <laughs> yeah, it's more great play to win the corner. You know, Hurst is back to goal up against the man mountain. Uh, Santos, he flicks the ball to Broadhead, who gets a decent run through. I don't think the shot from Broadhead was going in. We were right kind of in line with that one. I think it was going wide, but but Trafford tips it wide. And then it's the corner. And I, I absolutely love this header. I, I love it. You know, Leaf Davis, perfect delivery again. 10 assists so far for the season. Oh. We've scored something like 20 goals from set pieces now. And Burgess is so committed to get on that. You know, he absolutely absolutely throws himself at it. It's a, a proper bullet header. Keeper's got no chance. He he starts his run round about the edge of the box and gets onto it round about the penalty spot. And it's an absolutely brilliant header. And again, we all go absolutely crazy and the you know all the players around at the uh, at the advertising hoardings going crazy because we knew that that was pretty much it then. You know, they'd offered very little since the penalty. We had a few a couple of a couple of half chances. The broadhead one that was tipped wide was the best of them, but we kind of knew at that point very unlikely they'll get back into this now because they weren't really offering anything. You know, they were making unforced errors, balls, simple passes were were going out of play. The conditions were worsening. And yeah, Burgess scoring that header was absolutely superb because we all kind of knew at that point it was job done. And, and again, it was absolutely fully deserved. Okay, we had the storm after half time, the first five, ten minutes where we were really kind of, you know, on the back foot a little bit, culminating with the penalty miss. But after that, it was so comfortable and it was more a case of how many would we get rather than them pulling any kind of goals back. It was the icing on the cake of a superb first 70 odd minutes and it was again fully deserved I think even the most Bolton fan like I said at half time they wouldn't have disagreed that 2-0 was, was flattering 
Um, David, I'll bring you in. Let's just say a big thanks to right on cue. He's here every week. Our good friend uh, David with a thanks, ten David. euro super stick. A huge uh, thanks to David who literally sends us a super chat every week. Really, really kind, Dave. I'm hearing everything Seb saying. I was we had it up on the um, monitor where I was. And I, I'm still, come on, I'm still going, how can we mess this up? Come no, on. I bet but you were, yeah, I bet you were, game, Dave, are you was... sure you weren't, you weren't leaping around the ITB studio like Wrighty was in BBC <laughs> last week after the Arsenal game? I can imagine you, I can imagine oh, like, we can you hear know, him sometimes, yeah. I can imagine you jumping in the yeah. Hughes lap or something like that, you know, but, um, but. No, as Seb said, you know, getting back to the goal, it was a great goal. And he, he, he just runs off his man, Danny. He's so committed and absolutely buries a brilliant header. And, um, yeah, I think the difference yesterday, you know, probably we scored probably, you know, exactly the same time or uh, pretty much as we did up, um, up at Sheffield Wednesday. But the difference there, they didn't have the partisan crowd. It was, you know, I know we reflected back on those, you know, two points. We say two points lost, two nil up. You know, the, the crowd were the crowd were certainly the extra man for Sheffield Wednesday. But as you said yesterday, said they were fairly quiet, um, very flat. So I think after that, we pretty much saw the game out relatively comfortably. Another great save again from... Was it from Jerome? Did Jerome come on and get ahead of the header? Yeah. Which, which, yeah. well, in a great, another great save, pushed it away. Um, Harness looked like he had a Christ, that'd have been a good goal if he buried that one in the yeah. top corner. Um, no, just a, just a superb. And yeah, you know, you go on, on a four game run, you know, we said, look, you know, the next four games with the Bolton after the Bristol Rovers game with this Bolton game coming up, yeah, we need to put all these sides to bed, you know, achieve that fairly, fairly comfortably. And then for once, kept the momentum going which is just superb and yeah i think first first five game i did a bit of research in 2003 yeah. two games in that which i didn't realize that five game winning run in the autumn i think of 2003 included the 6-1 home game against burnley and more better still the 4-3 game at crystal palace the coochie wow. um coochie lobs one in to be bundled on at uh at the end yeah so um yeah, that's a uh, well, Christ, it's twenty years. That's a long, long time. But yeah, super. And um, brilliant stuff. Yeah. Um, let me just bring the numbers up then, because this is this makes very interesting reading in terms of you know getting the job done. So uh, Bolton fifty six forty four on the possession in their favour. Bolton, look, obviously we know the penalty is 0.77 of their xg, don't we? But it's it is what it is. They you know they created more than. More than we did, and um, Joe's always talking about game state. He's right. If that if that penalty goes in, that for ten xg, if you know if you if you know what I'm saying, but one point one two point nine six clinical, eighteen shots to six. Um, that's always nice when you've had less possession. Sure. Um, everything else very tight. Um, Seb, when I was thinking about this game, and I hate to bring Norwich up, I'm going to bring Norwich up because I remember covering the Championship a few years ago. I didn't know how good Norwich were. And then they went to play this away game at Leeds. And I'm like, yeah. oh, here we go. Here we go. They get found out today. <laughs> yeah. And I kind of learned what a good side does when they're put in a tough position. They just turned up and absolutely bossed it. And I yeah. thought, Seb, going into this game, do you know what a good side would do here? They'd show up and win 2 or 3 nil, wouldn't Statement. they? Statement, yeah. And that makes me very, very excited. But we must... Um, we must parlay the missed penalty into our thoughts around what was obviously a very good performance. But just give me your final summings up before we go to Dave. Um, Seb. As Dave just said, it's a statement win. We were excellent. We were a cut above, I think, on almost every area of the pitch. Everything that McKenna did was excellent. Sometimes we've seen recently with subs coming on, the performance levels have dropped a little bit, but each of the subs he made just, you know, raised even higher, if not maintained the consistency. And yeah, we turned up in a big game. We absolutely dominated. We absolutely bossed it. Had it been 3-0, 4-0, maybe they couldn't have any kind of complaints. The penalty is a huge moment, not only in the game, but potentially in the season as well. For once, we come out on the right side of it and now going into this you know the the other games we've got coming out with Barnsley Derby on the horizon Peterborough I guess maybe in in, in that bracket as well in, in mid-April we suddenly go into it with renewed confidence we all sat here after the the Bristol Rovers game and we said we know what we've got to do now we can have no excuses we simply have to go on a winning run okay we swapped the likes of Morecambe and Forest Green all the rest of them to one side pretty comfortably and we thought this will be the first real big test let's not forget Bolton had something like 40 points 
from their home form so far this season. I don't know, conceded nine goals, which Good is manager. the best in the league. Yeah, phenomenal. And we absolutely made them look very ordinary. They were at arm's length all games. Their fans were very complimentary afterwards on mm. the brief walk back out of the car park, back to the back to the car. They were saying that we were the best side they'd seen so far this season. And we schooled them and, and we did. You know, I think we can take real confidence in this and hopefully it can be a huge moment we look back on in the season come May as that's the point when the momentum really started to swing our way. Follow that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, you can't you, you disagree with it all, really. I think that, yeah, very complimentary, all their social media, that you know, all their social media, Twitter from the fans and everything else have been very complimentary. Yes, of course. And I think we all, as you said, we all acknowledge the missed penalty was a, was a turning point. But they said, look, overall, you deserve that. If you call it luck, whatever, you deserve, you know, you deserve the win, thoroughly deserved it. So, yeah, absolutely, absolutely superb. And, you know, of these games, you know, yeah, I think you have got to perhaps include that, Peter, certainly that Peter away game. But these three games, Barnsley, you know, yesterday. Can I just say, Dave, sorry to interrupt you, that Peterborough game, Mm -hmm. I think they could be on the beach potentially by then. I I mean, you know what I mean? They they could be out of reach of the... Out of no, I agree. No, absolutely. They'll either have won eight on the trot, or they'll, or they'll be on the beach. You can't, you can't. You just can't see it, though, can you? They're all over the all over the place. Particularly the result. We'll get onto that. There's a goal in that game. Goodness oh, me! Stop but it. Um, but yeah. uh, well, two, go- two goals in that game. But yeah. my word. Um, no, it's uh, no, absolutely, absolutely superb. And, you know, to win, to get, you know, going into those tricky three away games, to get one win under your belt. Pressure's off slightly, you know. Um, a point maybe at Barnsley might not might not be the end of the you know it might not be the end of the world if then you can go and Derby and, and perhaps get a win. Dave, so, we do we're going to do permutations to death in a minute. Um, don't you worry about that. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Um, Seb, one thought I had that, and everyone's going to moan and they're going to boo me in the chat, but I think Bolton are highly likely to finish sixth now. And if we were to miss out, what does that performance yesterday do to a potential playoff third versus sixth against Bolton? Again, it's a statement, isn't it? You know, we've kind of got that monkey off our backs that we can go away to these top six sides and and, and, and get a result. I think they're knackered. They looked quite knackered yesterday. They've played so many games in a, a short period of time that you, you assume they'll recapture some four before the end of the season, maybe going on how the uh, how the Pizza Cup final goes in a couple of weeks' time. But yeah, I'm going you know, to if, that. If, if it is if it does end up that we're third with ninety something points and they scrape sixth, we can go into it with with full confidence. And to be fair, I think I'd say that about any of the sides in the playoffs because unless Wickham S-house their way to sixth place, I'd be worried about them in a, in a playoff semi because I remember what they did to MK Dons last year. But, you know, Barnsley, Derby, Bolton, I'd be confident against any of them because 
we know on our day we are probably the best side in the league. I know we said in the green room we wouldn't be, you know, over over the top, but I think yesterday's performance was that good, that much of a statement and that much of a kind of a message to the rest of the league that when we need to, we can turn up and absolutely boss things. I think that's a great message to send out to the rest of them. You would. Uh, I, I know we don't want to go down this route. I'm going to move on very quickly. You would much rather play an away playoff leg first against a team like Bolton, who are more patterny and process-driven, than Devante Cole and James Norwood running all over you and a Paul Warren side, wouldn't you? Let's let's just put it out there that way. But um, hey, uh, right, yeah. guys, we're going to have a little look at League One. Then we're going to get into your questions. And um, yeah, as we as we normally do, we'll go through the results. I suspect there's uh, one in particular that the boys are going to want to focus on from yesterday um, that did very, very much go in our favour. And that is right at the top of my running order. If I get to it, Barnsley 3, Plymouth nil. Although we'll play both sides of this and um, we'll come to all of these at the end. On the one hand, Plymouth slipping away from home. On the other... Barnsley, since October the 29th, are the second best team in the league and only Sheffield Wednesday. They're, they're trending better than us mm. at the moment. But hey, we're, we're going to discuss um, bits and bobs about that. Burton 2, Wickham 1, which as Seb points out, is possibly good news. Still a six-point gap to the playoff. Charlton 1, Accrington 1. Um, I'm sure a lot of us have got our eyes on Plymouth versus Accrington and Accrington hopefully getting a draw then. Again, we'll get to the permutations in a minute. Exit to two, Lincoln one, and a goal that I'm sure enraged Dave um, in that one. Uh, Fleetwood one, Port Vale one, Forest Green one, Bristol Rovers three, ouch. MK one, Cambridge nil, double ouch. Oxford two, Derby three. I don't know whether that means Derby are back. Peterborough nil, Cheltenham three with a Alfie May virtuoso show. Uh, Pompey nil, Sheffield Wednesday one. They just won't leave off Shrewsbury three mk1 um dave let sorry if um anyone wants to hear i don't feel the need to talk about shiver wednesday fine they win every week and never uh, whatever um you know grind it, uh, grind what we'll say about shiver wednesday is their next two games are bolton and barnsley and we'll start mentioning them again if they don't win either of those games but dave what's your take on barnsley three plymouth nil yeah, well, Plymouth certainly aren't tra- aren't travelling well at the moment, aren't they? They shipped five goals at what Pompey, the other uh, Pompey, the other Peterborough. Sorry, yeah. Peterborough. Sorry, not Pompey, Peterborough. Um, yeah, that's eight goals in the last two eight goals in the last two home games. Um, but as we saw again, as we saw the other night at home to Derby, they're just relentless at home, aren't they? Absolutely relentless. But um, yeah, I mean, I would say their away form is 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 very much a worry a worry to them, and I think. Is that is that Accrington game home or away? Is that it's, away? Is that it? home? No, it's at home park, isn't oh, it? I think it might be away. away. Uh, I Dave, think that's I'll away. Yeah, that's a hard game if that's away. Anyway. I think they, that, they've got Shrewsbury away as well, haven't they? Yeah, I think that Accrington game might be away. So that's no, that's certainly no. And I think that's midweek as well, isn't it? Because they're getting all caught up because of the pizza, the pizza cup final. So yeah, yeah, it is. So that's certainly no, no given. So. Yeah, I mean, you know, they must have in the back of their mind kind of what happened to them, what happened to them last season. I mean, I think you know we're, we're in it pretty much right up to getting done. What five nil by MK last last regular so, game? I'm of, sorry, so unlucky. Eighty point seven. Oh, there you go. Ridiculous. But yeah, got got done by MK last game of the season. So yeah, you would think that that's a sort of linger there. Then obviously they're not going to drop out of the playoffs, but. Yeah, I mean, and, and you know, you look what else this this run of us has done. I mean, the goal, the the, the change in goal difference is just that's a good mad, point. It's a absolutely very mad, isn't it? We've got, yeah, if it's we've got tight, seventeen yeah. plus plus um plus seventeen on them now. Where I think before this run, I think we were pretty much neck and neck. So yeah, they'll be they'll be looking over. You know, it's still theirs to lose, isn't it? Looking at it, it's still theirs yeah. to lose because be, they're so game so Dave, good at can home. Can we and, be very clear about this though? If you take Plymouth's Ipswiches and Barnsley's fixtures, you forget everything you know about this season and you say that's a mini league between the three, Plymouth win it, right? On yeah, on do. paper and on the fixtures. Yeah, I know yeah, there's yeah, a million yeah. other variables other than that, but no, the fixtures just... are now in Plymouth's favour. We have to be very honest about that and we have to be very honest about we're off the Barnsley. Well, we can talk, I'm sure it's going to come up in the questions about that potentially getting called off, but um, we're off to Barnsley and off to Derby and they are not. <laughs> 
it's yeah. I mean, you can you can just see Plymouth just getting it done, getting it done up from their home form, and perhaps just picking up just enough points away to to get over the line. However, you know, you keep this keep. You know, we put Shrewsbury away on Saturday, and then um, and then you you know you're getting into this run of games with you know Barnsley after winning well six on the trot. Um, Oh, yeah, it's, it's tough to call, but Ben, you're right. If you if you take them the three and the fixtures they've got to the remaining fixtures they've got, you'd still have Plymouth. Plymouth. I think someone I think someone gave us some sort of what what what's come kind of XG or whatever it was. Um, was it our, our odds now finishing second have suddenly gone up to thirty two or thirty three in the thirty low thirty percent now? Where I think literally two weeks ago they were sort of down like fifteen or eighteen or something like that. Yeah, I mean it's it, it's it's going to be so interesting. You're right, it's a it is a, a ten game shootout. Well, twelve for Barnsley, but between us and Plymouth, it's a ten game shootout, isn't it? And don't forget, Plymouth have got this this preoccupation of this obviously the Wembley Easter weekend Cup, coming up. Yeah, which is April the second, um, the week that... before Easter, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the weekend we're at Derby, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, well, look, we've got we've got preoccupied by it already. But um, what I did want to ask about Seb was was Derby. Is that a turn back, or is beating Oxford no great shakes? Have they just kind of um, gone off the boil a, a little bit for you to be less worried about them? They had been recently, haven't they? We've now opened up another gap. Is it seven, eight points clear of them now? So obviously, we've still got to go there. They they they've dropped off recently. I mean, Oxford, you know, apart from beating us in the fog. I think they, they hadn't won oh. in 10 or 11 games, have they? They've been in an awful run of form and really getting sucked sucked down into. Obviously, they've, they've appointed Liam Manning, but he wasn't involved. He was observing from the stand. So I guess they showed a bit of bit of fight for him. But but yeah, Derby are a strange one. They could quite, you wouldn't be surprised now if they went on a, a run of winning seven of the last 10 or whatever. You know, Paul Warren is schooled at this level. He knows what he's doing. So I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. But I'm, I'm not worried they'll get close to us now. I think we've opened up enough of a gap now. I'm quite glad that one of Barnsley's games in hand is against Wednesday. That helped massively as well obviously because well, hopefully Wednesday well. will do us a favour. Sorry, can I just cut across you there because we're, we're already getting questions. This is great. Get, actually, get your questions in now, guys. If the Barnsley game wasn't called off, that would be the end of a three-game week for them. They would go Wickham away Wednesday at home on the Tuesday night and then us. There's almost an argument. You don't want it called off. You want them facing us at the end of that week, don't you? Yeah, I'd I'd rather so. obviously I'd, if, if we lose Morsey, Burns, Broadhead, Lee, whatever you know, call it off. We don't want to be playing without those three key players. But if the, if our players don't get called up, by all means, play it. The, the form we're in, the momentum is building. I'd want to get that one box off because the likelihood is as well. We were discussing it on Telegram earlier. If it is postponed, you're probably looking at the last week of April before they can fit it back into the schedule, and all sorts of things could change yeah, by then. Be... So, well, Seb, I... do you remember last year in the Championship, the postponed game ended up being Forest Bournemouth. Yeah. The Wednesday wow. before the last week yeah. of the season, it was basically a promotion decider. You, you, you yeah. really, you're basically sticking a playoff final in at the end of the season before the playoffs even start, aren't you? Yeah, that's the only time it can fit into the schedule. So if we can play it and, you know, if Broadhead and Burns don't get the call up on Tuesday, if Morsey is in the preliminary squad, if he doesn't make the final cut, then get it played. Get, yeah, let's, let's go there. Let's. We've set out a statement yesterday. Let's go there, do that again and, you know, put them to bed. His players dropping out of that Welsh squad. You see, I think Brennan Johnson's an injury doubt. He got, he got a knock yeah, on the John, weekend. Johnny Williams has retired today, hasn't yeah, he? So that's another attacking, diminutive attacking midfielder who's, who's, who's not going to be around. So I think the likelihood is they probably both will get a, both will get a call so. up. The um that that Accrington that Sheffield Wednesday Barnsley and the um Accrington Plymouth games on the same night isn't it twenty first? I'm going yeah. to the Barnsley Sheffield Wednesday game actually. I will be there across that one. So you're gonna, are you a... going to do a what? What have I just witnessed? It, no, <laughs> I'll do a match vlog. I've, I've kind of retired those, but I'll do oh, I'll do yeah. a match vlog. Right, guys, get your questions in. Um, I think the first one was uh, Lewis. Is the Barnsley game likely to be? Postpone Morsi, Lee, Brewerhead, Burns. It's it, going to be a. We've we've been here before, Dave, didn't we? About do you call things off? Do you not call things off? I agree with Seb that if you have the chance to call it off, you call it off. Um, you know oh. whatever the circumstances are. Um, but it's an interesting. It's an interesting well, debate with that Barnsley week. What is well. the criteria at this moment in time? What is the criteria? It's three, three isn't it? It's three, three, three yeah. internationals. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, looking at those, looking at those four mentioned. Yeah, you wouldn't want to go into that game without three of those, would you? Get, get crikey, you know that. You know, you just call it off. Well, also, 
part of me thinks that if you're on a good run and you can remove a very hard away game out of yeah. that good run that will help you to I think so. It. I, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, let's do some more questions. Norman, Norman, you got me in all sorts of trouble last week. So I'm, I'm still going to read your question, though. Um, if all our midfields are, are fit and on form, who would be our best midfield pairing yeah, set? I think, uh, well, we don't know about Kamara. We've not really seen him play, have we? I think it's Luongo and Morsey because I think you get more out of Morsey when he's got that physical player alongside him. Evans, you, I guess you lose that kind of sweeping crossfield pass out to the fullbacks, but Luongo is so experienced. He's so yesterday he was he was he was excellent. Not great for the first ten minutes, but then he again really grew into the game. Took a booking uh, for a challenge that I thought was harsh. I thought he won the ball and just managed his game superbly for the rest of the uh, uh, the, the rest of the ninety minutes. So I think if it's Morsey and Luongo for the rest of the season. I've got no issues with that whatsoever. And great to see Don Ball back on the bench yesterday as well. You know, we've got those those bodies coming back in now that if something does happen, if Morsey kicks somebody against Shrewsbury and misses a couple of games, then, you know, Don Ball can come back in. And suddenly we've gone from being properly down to the bare bones in the centre of the park to having a few options. But Luongo, for me, has been absolutely superb since he came in. Him and Morsey for the rest of the season are absolutely fine by me. Uh, get your questions in, um, guys, and we will go through them now. Um, Mullet, which team in the top six... Won't look at us now and fear playing us. I don't think Barnsley will be scared of us at home, will they, Dave? No, I don't think so. Not the run they're on. No, I think they'll take on as they showed with Plymouth yesterday. They'll um, they're up and ready for for um, for anything, aren't they? And a particular particular James Norwood. um, (laughs) He's playing very well. No, yeah, I know he is. I know. Cheltenham teams. It's all about a front two running yeah. all over everybody and he's perfect no, for especially it especially with with norwood prowling the penalty box as he has been yeah no they won't they won't they won't fear us not the run not the run they're on at the moment no um dave uh oh, sorry Seth. uh might be controversial uh, i think morsey needs to be rested need to start long goes and humphrey um to choose no. in my opinion dave shaking his head what do you think Seth? I wouldn't. Shrewsbury's not going to be an easy game. They've been no. on a great run of form recently. For me, Morsey and Luongo, and he's he's been pretty good. He's not been booked since Cambridge. Let's not forget. And he's you know he's 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 still putting himself about. And there were a couple of times yesterday I kind of saw him almost going in for a challenge, and everyone kind of winced at the same time. But he manages it quite well. And Shrewsbury's the last one, isn't it? After Shrewsbury, he's clear, isn't he? For it will go. Yeah, to- he is. Fifteen booking. So if he's done it for the last, when was Cambridge start of Jan? Two months ago now. Then start yeah, of Feb, oh, yeah. I'd have him in there. You're not going to drop your captain. Shrewsbury is not a gimmick. It's not a Forest Green or whatever. Shrewsbury's going to be a, a difficult game. Can score two goals past you just by getting four corners. Yeah, yeah. We need we need Morsey for that. One, without a shadow of doubt. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I agree. Uh, absolutely. You can't leave him out. Uh, Neil, uh, I sometimes give out my Glenn Pennefather Invisible Man of the Season award. Is it premature to give? Yeah, me it was. I haven't, I haven't heard anything, but I certainly saw him wandering down the touchline on last Tuesday in a protective boot. Um, whether it's still that a, a reoccurrence of that ankle knock he had from last season, I don't know. But I haven't seen anything in the media about Edmondson. Have you? Was anything said after, or said after Tuesday? Have you seen anything, Seb? I, I haven't no, seen, I've anything. seen anything for, for weeks. He was, I think yeah. he mentioned it a few, maybe a few weeks ago, saying he had an injury. But then I think he came back in for one game. I think and he did. Has, I think he dropped did. out again. But no, he's obviously he was he was same as hobbling, but he had a protective boot on. Um, yeah, going down the touchline on Tuesday. So. Yeah, I mean, it's been, it's just given Cam Burgess the, um, you know, Cameron Burgess the opportunity and he's he's grasped it with both hands, hasn't he, really? Um, I'm sorry to uh, Zoroark and Marty. I'm going to conflate two questions here. Um, How much copium have I inhaled thinking we can win nine and draw one for the rest of the season? Uh, Marty, uh, this is a great question. Everyone keeps telling me how easy Plymouth's last games are. I think playing teams fighting for the lives of the bottom will be hard. And they think, what do you guys think? That's a really important question, which I promise I'm going to make a Benjamin Bloom spreadsheet and do some research on this tomorrow because there's nothing I like more than debunking a myth, but he might be right. It might actually be true. But the point I think we need to get to here, guys, is about drawing, isn't it? That drawing between now and the end of the season is absolutely worthless and that if there's 10 games to go, win seven, lose... the point I'm yeah, making here yeah. is it's okay to lose some games. Obviously, who you yeah. lose them to is kind of vital when you've got Barnsley particularly coming up and and Derby. But um, what, and what are your thoughts? Um, we'll go to both of you on this, actually, on this idea that perhaps 
and we've given Accrington as the perhaps Accrington uh, more of a danger to draw against you than Peterborough are. If they're on the beach, you might beat them 4-2 because they don't care. Where, where are you with this, um, Seb? Yeah, I mean, we discussed this in the in, in the pub yesterday. My only fear would be having seen the sides. <laughs> yeah, I was driving here, so I mean, I'm innocent <laughs> on that one. But having seen the sides at the bottom of the league in recent weeks, I just, I, I know we're saying they might scrap for survival, but there is a lot of dross down there, as we've seen. So, you know, I, I, I don't have much hope in them sticking one up, you know, Plymouth at any at any point, because I think Plymouth's overall super, you know, superior quality would, would, would shine through. I guess you never know. Nobody probably said back in April... 1999 the crew would come to Portman Road and do a number on us did they but it did happen things do happen in football sometimes but having seen what the bottom of the league is like quality wise for the last three years I have to say I don't have that much hope in them putting up much of a fight because I just think league one is such a strange two-tier league and the bottom is you know really poor and the top is really good and yeah I, I hopefully like you say they might scrape a few draws and and that will kill them with both the momentum and also give us a chance to properly overtake uh, Dave, I agree with Seb. I just countered by saying Cheltenham and Accrington could could draw against a top team, but oh, just mean, sit behind the ball. Do you know those I mean, are the two? At, I think. Well, you know, maybe and Cambridge drew against us, didn't they? Maybe, yeah, they did. I mean, maybe it's a bit of a bleep yesterday, but crikey, look what Cheltenham did at um, did at Peterborough yesterday. For goodness' sake, so they've got they certainly got the firepower. We know that, and Accrington. Well, I mean, I thought we we played really well. I thought they weren't great down here last Tuesday, but I thought again we. You know, we just in the end played and passed them off the park. To be fair, but no, they're they're quite capable of picking up picking up results. But you know, it's, it's you know, you're just looking at Plymouth and just just the home. It's just that home form. It's just ridiculous, Dave, isn't it? Dave, 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 Dave. Sorry to interrupt you, buddy, because I always tell you off for doing that. Pete, so, someone said in the chat there, I've probably lost it there. These type of runs, they they don't just continue forever, well, they do don't, they? No. And well, Seb no, mentioned. No, Ipswich just yeah, the ridiculously crew. losing at home to crew. There, there yeah. could be, and uh, don't get me wrong, there could be one in there for us. You oh. know, we could lose to Shrewsbury. Do you know what I mean? But there could well, be one in there for Plymouth where you who's, just... Who's the, only team, who's the only team that win at Plymouth? Port Vale, I think. Uh, Port Vale, yeah, Fleetwood Port vale. Drew. Oh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Port Vale, for goodness sake. Well, yeah, we won't get onto that. They've got to come here as well. But... Um, <laughs> No, it's it, it can happen, but I, I don't know. It's just they've just got that relentless belief at home, haven't they? You know, I, I've never quite known a, a, a home run. It's like Liverpool bloody seventies and eighties run. It's ridiculous. Well, what for um, the championship? Uh, uh, yeah, got promoted I mean, a couple of years ago just on being just beat everybody at home. That was it. Just beat everyone at you know, just beat everyone at home. But they're very, very fragile, certainly very fragile away. And yeah, you can see them drop, certainly dropping two points given their current away form at Accrington. Well, I'm speaking to a lot of Plymouth fans on my YouTube channel, Seb, and they're saying, oh, well, I'm projecting 15 points out of five games at home. And I'm like, hold on a minute. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? That's not leaving yeah. you any margin for error at all, right? Yeah, yeah, very much so. They, yeah, they're, they're home for what? I don't know what the split is, how many away games they've got versus how many of the home games they've got in the final 11 or 10 games, whatever it is left now. But yeah, if they keep up that home run, then yeah, they're, they're, I think they're it is. Be... I think it's five and five. It is 10 more okay, games right. and it's, yeah, okay. five. And, I believe it is. Yeah. Uh, Dave, does Hurst now go on a scoring well, he, run? He did at Portsmouth. That's, that's what he did at Portsmouth last mm. season, wasn't it? I think he had a fairly barren spell up till Christmas by all accounts not quite sure how many appearances he's made and then yeah he was off and running and I think he finished yeah, and you'd, you'd, you'd know this Ben but didn't he finish the season something like in double figures in the end I think sort mm. of 10 goals in 15 games or something like that so yeah let's hope um, you know a, a goal mate scoring a goal like that can only give you so much confidence because it was such a great finish so um, yeah but would it you know would it surprise you come next Saturday that Ladapo starts up front wouldn't surprise me <laughs> That surprised me at all. Well, that's quite a good segue <laughs> to Kev's question. Then, do you think the rotation saga, especially yeah. up front, uh, is over now? No. We're on a good, we're on a good run. Uh, saga. Um, I, I don't think it's a saga anymore. To no. Kev's point, Seb, what do you think? No, I think I think they'll drip drip in and out. I think Hurst will be favoured in the away games, like he seems to have been for the last yeah. couple of weeks. But like Dave said, I could easily see Ladapo starting against Shrewsbury and then going straight back to Hurst for Barnsley and Derby away. Yeah, um, it's a good question, actually, David. Uh, do you think if we get ahead of Plymouth in the oh, league, do you think we stay? That is a really good point. I think for Plymouth to get automatic, 
they have to stay second I think from so. here. I, I, I think yeah, if they I drop so. out, they're done. Do you yeah. know what I mean? I just yeah, think, I think, I think, I think that ben, might knock the stuffing out of them. Dave. I think you're really? right. I think I think Keep if the they drop um, I think I think you're right. Week. I think if they dropped out, they could get usurped by us and Barnsley. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, for sure. Especially you know, obviously given the result yesterday as well. Um, yeah, that's a that's a really good question. That's a really good question. That um, yeah, I think you're right, Ben. I, I, I can see them not even finishing third. Interesting. Um, keep the questions coming in, guys. Um, we're all over these permutations, aren't we? Come on, let's let's do it. Let's bring up Plymouth's fixtures. I said we wouldn't do it, but we're definitely gonna definitely gonna do it. We can do some more questions. So um, yeah, and this isn't too much fun because obviously, look, Forest Green at home. Ignore Bolton away. That's in the Pizza Cup. Accrington away. By the way, Morecambe have got a very good home record, and yeah, we'll make you. Will yep. make you defend, yep. and I'm really clutching here. Lincoln are really uh, well organised, and they're a proper. I think there's more chance Plymouth lose at home to Lincoln than they lose uh, at home team, to us. Only, only team I mean? to beat us, yeah, at home. Exeter's a derby as well, isn't Ooh, it? You derby. never know. Yeah, and Shrewsbury's, Shrewsbury's a tough place oh, to go. That's a, yeah. is that the Easter fixtures? Oh, those two. I oh, know it's the week no, after, isn't it? No, it, yeah, uh, they've got yeah Morecambe and Lincoln. They are. Uh, Look at their last two games, though. We've got to get past them. Cambridge at home, Bristol Rovers. Yeah. Well, at, Cambridge, yes. Bristol Rovers, you know. Well, they can like score a, you know, past, West you that's, that's class. There's, and... a, I would assume, a, a southwest, a southwest derby. So, yeah, that's not that's not a given. So, yeah, actually, looking at those fixtures, I'm sort of heartened by those, those fixtures. And perhaps not the cakewalk. I thought they might be. Right, I'm going to bring this up. Um, Pete is asking about Barnsley right. as well. And my answer to his question is you should be more worried about Plymouth. And yeah. this is the reason why. Because I think if Barnsley were to finish second from now, I think we will all agree that we're going to sit here on the podcast, stand <laughs> up out of our seats and say, well played you lot, because they have Wickham away, Sheffield Wednesday, then us. OK, they go to Exeter, Morecambe, Burton's never easy. Shrewsbury are going to have a say in this. Um and then if I go to the last page, is okay, Peter at home on the last day, you wouldn't want that, would you? But in terms of Barnsley, I guess, Dave, it's just getting through this run they've got now of, um, God, sorry, let me bring it back up, whatever it was, Wickham, Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich in the next three. Again, they've almost got to get four or five points from those yeah, three and, games, and, haven't and they? And Ben, again, you know, it is Plymouth because, it's, it, as we know, again, our cliche is... Points better. on the board. Points on the board. Points on the board, yeah. Yeah, of course it's Plymouth. Uh, any more questions? Any more for any more? We will keep rolling on through. Where will we finish in the championship <laughs> next? Well, it's, ben, it's a good, you need well, to answer that question. Yeah, it's well, one for you. What is a very good point is making the comparison to Rotherham, Wickham and Sunderland. And you would hope, especially given Sunderland won at Carrow Road today, that would be something we would all aspire. Just relegate us and give us that one win and we'd all be happy, wouldn't <laughs> we? But you would think, Seb, we would be more similar to Sunderland than uh, we. Although, actually, to be fair, Rotherham are going to stay up, aren't they? So, uh, I would, I would think um, it wouldn't be a relegation battle, would it, Seb? I don't think so because when you look at the squad now, you know we've recruited so cleverly that we've got probably what would we say two thirds of the current team we feel might be able to make the step up into the championship, and then of course you have to add some quality, probably especially in the in the striking in one of the centre back positions. But but yeah, we've kind of recruited you know the likes of Wednesday have recruited specifically to get out of this league, and they'll worry about the championship when they get there with a, a, a kind of relatively aging squad. We've gone the other way, and we've got players who you feel that could make that natural step up, and I'd be I'd be pretty confident. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think we're going to be Sunderland doing very well. I'd be surprised if we were kind of gate crashing the, the playoff positions this time next year. But I, I don't think it would be a, a relegation scrap. I could see us pretty comfortably 10th to, you know, sort of mid-table in the championship looking to consolidate and then really push on based on the investment the following year. I, I don't think we'd be, you know, in a, in a, in a fight at all. So looking forward to, looking forward to um, uh, Carlisle away. Um, oh, August, the, August the 3rd then Dave I mean you talk about gate crashing maybe it's Stevenage. the championship isn't it the championship this season is about 15 teams gate crashing the playoffs isn't it although it's starting to stretch I guess a little bit from <laughs> from I don't know what 8th down is it Ben starting a little bit 8th 10th maybe but um, yeah it's, uh, yeah, to answer your question I think you, you, yeah, you'd be looking to, to strengthen up front but yeah we've certainly you know the likes of Clark the likes of Broadhead coming in you know you are 
you know, you're looking yeah, at players. Says, Walton, think, Clark. Yeah. Oh yeah, Davis, yeah. you're looking. Yeah, look, you are. You, you know, you're looking at. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're looking at Chapman, players yeah. that, could, that could easily hold their own in the championship. So, just got to make it happen. Right, let's do this. We're going to bring up Neil's comment. We're going to look at the fixtures. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to tell you that um, I, I quite like us against Shrewsbury at home. I wouldn't like to be going to Shrewsbury, but I I, I think we'll keep them away from. Um, uh, Leahy and Dunkley and Pennington and, you know... All oh, the yeah, guys those corners. corners, yeah. Yeah. Obviously, those next three is minging. <laughs> and, and we need to understand that losing one of those and winning two is brilliant. You can lose one of those games. It's draws that are going to kill you at Derby, uh, at Barnsley, Derby and Wickham. Then, if you do get through that, Cheltenham, OK, they can sit in and, yes, Alfie May could score... Charlton are done, aren't they? Uh, Port Vale, uh, okay, they've got Harrison and Taylor and um, Wilson, some good strikers. Peterborough, I think, will be on the beach. I'd, I'd, I'd rather play Peterborough away than Cheltenham away, to be honest, strangely. Um, Exeter, I, I like. And um, if I can actually get this to change page, which it's absolutely not going to do, annoyingly... Oh dear, it won't take me to the last page. What's the just Fleetwood, isn't it? Just Fleet, Fleetwood. Okay, just Fleetwood. One, yeah. By the time it gets to the last game, you've just got to be in it and then then it just is what it is. But um it's those next it's the three Wickham um sorry, after Shrewsbury, it's um Barnsley, Derby, Wickham, and can you get five or six points, Seb? Yeah, that's how that's how I look at it. I th- I think you know I think maybe we'll, we we you don't want to go to both those games and draw one like you say. You'd much rather lose one, lose at Oakwell and win at Pride Park, and then you know you've kept it all going. If we can get through Shrewsbury, can Barnsley, we do it the Derby, other way round, Seb. Yeah, okay, yeah. Just, just in we, terms of the rival. <laughs> if we if we can get part, if we can get to Easter Easter Monday, having taken you know seven, eight, nine points from those games, then we're into the the, the home straight. I don't see too much to to fear after that, to be honest. You know, Peterborough, like you say, hopefully will be on the beach. I know it's never a great place to go, but hopefully they'll be on the beach. And the likes of Charlton, Port Vale, Exeter, Fleetwood should be relatively straightforward. It's all going to come down to these next four games and and see what we can do if we can get nine points from those four games then we'd all be absolutely over the moon oh. i mean what's hey. going to get it well, i mean so points wise then what do you think's going to get it done so 20 points oh, get it done 92 92 yeah, no. surely no. no no i think plymouth will no. be there. No. no look look bring the table up i don't know <laughs> i'm asking you to bring the table up so 1.8 for plymouth would take them to 92 oh, they can right. do that can't they you would they're just Bob. It's 18, yeah. 18 points. You would think so. 1.9 and then you're at... Do you know what I mean? So we know uh, two points yeah. per game is very good and they're at 94 and they're capable of doing that. We want them to go to 1.5, which is, I, I don't think, about 89 or something, isn't so it? So seven, seven, seven wins will give you 90... Well, seven wins and a draw is going to give you 94. And that's, Dave, that's how you've got to look at it, isn't it? Seven wins is 21, which gives you 93. Yeah. And if you don't go up with 93, Seb, you go, <laughs> fine, well yeah. played. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah, to do. You have to applaud yeah. Plymouth and yeah, say fair play to you and yeah, yeah. look to go again in the playoffs. But after yesterday, we shouldn't fear anybody. No, we absolutely shouldn't. Sorry, guys, we got a bit sidetracked and got very, very excited. But hey, you don't blame us for all um, looking ahead. And what I would say, Dave, is this run now has not guaranteed anything. But what it's done is it's scrubbed out the bad run that came before it and put us back in the conversation. Yeah, it has. You're that's, right. you're, that's the size of it, isn't it? You know, you're back on. You're back on two points a game. There you you're go. Back on two points a game. And on yeah. that note, as we come up the hour, Seb, I think we will um, we will finish there. We're going to be back for the uh, pre well, yeah, it'll be the preview show, won't it, for Shrewsbury? Dave's got his hand up. Does that mean I need to read something out? I think you probably need to mention that the Ipswich ladies had a great win earlier this afternoon. The went they won three 0 against the London Bees uh, to go to top of the league. Top of the table to the men. It's now five wins in a row and five clean sheets. A brace for Freya Godfrey and Sarah Bracero Carrera got the other one. And by the way, the merch store is 20% off until yep. midnight. I'm not no. even pretending I'm not just reading it off the... Great stuff. Off. The, the Rich's drum must have been working overtime this afternoon <laughs> at the AGL. He bangs the drum. Um, guys, thank you so, so much for watching. Very, very exciting um, pod for once. 
Uh, it goes our way. We win the big game. Last word from you, Seb. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Dave, last word from you. Yeah, goodbye, everyone. Looking forward to the next 30 points. <laughs> oh, such a perfect day. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Open them up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurant. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.